Awesome. Hey, thanks, guys. That's awesome. Thank you, Gwenda. again <laughs> thank you so much can I just say thank you as well I really appreciated your openness and honesty and, and it took a lot of courage to, to share like that and um, it's much appreciated also I just want to um, thank Jerry who's helped put this service together Jerry shoot and also Katie Tomset who's uh, making everything run like clockwork <laughs> I'd like you all just to stand up and check your pulse If you can't stand up, that's all right. Now, if you don't know how to check your pulse, just put your hand like that and take your other two fingers and just feel on the thumb side of your pulse at the front there. You should be able to feel your pulse somewhere around about there. Right. Are you alive? Can, if you can feel your pulse, you are alive. You are, in fact, alive. You may sit down. If you can't feel your pulse, stay standing. Stay standing. Come on, you guys, be honest. If, if you can't feel your pulse, there's probably one of three reasons. Either um, you, you're just not really good at feeling your pulse, or alternatively, you might want to have one of those pulses which is hard to find, or thirdly, you may in fact be clinically dead. Please check with your doctor. Nobody's still standing. Oh, John. You may sit down, John. For those of you who are alive, um, there is something that will almost... Uh, certainly be true. At some uh, sometime in your life, maybe many times, you will find yourself waking in the night um, because some sort of burden is weighing upon you, upon your heart or your mind. And it may be that you're under a lot of pressure. Maybe that you're distressed or, or you're anxious about something. Maybe you're under financial pressure. Um, it may be that you fear for the situation that you're in or you're feeling insecure. There may be all kinds of reasons, all kinds of burdens. Um, I mean, you, you can have those during the day as well, but for some reason, things just seem to be 10 times worse in the middle of the night, don't they? Does anyone else experience that? Yeah. Yep. So what's the answer to these burdens that go bump in the night? Wouldn't it be great if when the stress hits, or the darkness closes in, there was some simple remedy that could turn the light back on and free us from our troubles. Yeah. Would be good. Well, I don't believe in candy coating life, and that's um, why I'm very grateful for the testimonies that we've heard today, because um, in real life, you know, sometimes it's hard. It's not just a magic, easy thing you can trot out and say, this is the answer, sorted. So is there a quick fix? I don't think so. But there is night singing. It's a little phrase I invented, as I mentioned before, and I hope that by the time I've finished talking, you will get the idea of what I mean by that, because I reckon that night singing is something that we can all become very good at. Night singing is the beautiful coming together of our struggles and God's love. As we reach out to Him in humble trust, and believe that despite our troubles, in God, there is always a way through. Yeah. Yep. A couple of weeks ago, I was, um, I was on a camper van holiday in Hawke's Bay with my lovely wife, Leanna. 
and uh, we stopped for a night at um, this place here, Waimanama Beach, and it was a beautiful, a beautiful place, a funny rustic old camping ground that we were in, and um, very early the, the next morning, uh, while it was still dark, I found myself lying in bed awake. I can hear the waves crashing on the beach in the distance, but apart from that, it was dark and quiet and still. And after a while, I was still awake, and it was still dark and quiet and still. And then suddenly, one bird began to sing. It was the most beautiful, clear sound. And soon, other birds began to join in until a magnificent dawn chorus was announcing to the world that a new day was beginning. And to me, that's a picture of hope. Because it may be that now or in the future, you do find yourself in a dark place and you need to know that God will not leave you there. He loves you. He will always give you something to hold on to. Something for you that will be like the call of that first bird. Breaking into the darkness and heralding the dawn of a new day. Because with God there is always a new day. There is always hope. Let's read Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 to 8. It's going to come up on the screen in bits and pieces. This is a passage of scripture that I've personally found just so helpful over the years. I know it off by heart. Um, It's just right there in my head. And I've just found it so helpful. So I'd I'd love to share it with you. And just we'll just um, have a wee look at that this morning. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. There are three points that I'd like to um, bring out of this. I'm going to tell you what they are first of all, and then we'll just look at each one of them in turn. Night singing can bring your life into perfect focus. Is it going to come up, Josh? There's a wee slide for that. There we go. Night singing can bring your life into perfect focus. Secondly, night singing can bring a beautiful intimacy with God. And thirdly, night singing is worship and precious to God. Let's look at that first one, shall we? Night singing can bring your life into perfect focus. Thanks, Josh. There's another slide, I think. One day I was... um, I was putting together, there it is, I was um, putting together a, um, a blog post and I needed a photograph. So I stepped outside, I grabbed my camera, stepped outside the back door of my house and into the area that we have at the back of our house. As I looked around, I observed that it wasn't the sort of space you would find on the cover of New Zealand House and Garden magazine. <laughs> there were a couple of raised 
vegetable gardens, but because it was late in the season, the vegetables had all gone to seed and they had been overgrown with weeds. We never ever planted a lawn in that area when the house was built, and the grass, which I pretend is a lawn, is actually just the result of regularly mowing the weeds which happen to grow there. Um, there was a ratty old trampoline which I secretly wished would blow away in the wind. Stacked up against the house were a whole lot of things I thought might come in useful sometime if they didn't decompose to death in the meantime. And of course there was a clothesline. So, there I am with my camera. What to photograph? This. Does anyone know what this flower is? Rockets. It's actually only about that big. It's a, it's a rocket, it's a salad vegetable. And um, I just love the, it's even sharper on my iPad. <laughs> I love the delicate veins and things that you can see in that, in that uh, photograph. You can actually eat these flowers. They have a sort of a nutty flavour. But what I want you to notice is that you can't see the weeds. You can't see the lawn that isn't, isn't really a lawn or the junk piled up against the house, or the trampoline I wish would blow away in the wind. They're either not in the frame, or if they are, they're out of focus. And here's the principle I want you to understand. You can't focus on everything at once. You have to choose what you're going to focus on. What you focus on can make a huge difference to how you see and feel about life. Yep. Sometimes I do this little thing where I practice listening to God and I, I just ask him to speak to me and then I just kind of start typing. Um, it's just a way of list, you know, listening for God's voice. And I had this photograph in front of me and I, just, I, I did this little thing and I started um, typing and this is what God said to me. I'll, I'll, it's, in, it's like God speaking in the first person, so I'm going to speak it to you as if it's God speaking to you. Find pleasure in the small details of life, of beautiful things, of small acts of kindness, of each and every reminder of my love and goodness. Delight in these things, no matter how small they are, and discover joy and peace in them. There is always something to be thankful for, always some small blessing, even in the midst of pain or difficulty. When you focus on something, you effectively defocus those things that are not at the focal point, you can't focus on everything at once. Rather, you must choose what to focus on. By choosing to focus not on your troubles, but on what is good, my goodness will fill your field of vision. All the faculties of your mind and soul will become absorbed in that one focal point. So don't give time to worrying. Allow thoughts of me and my goodness to fill your mind and you will live in peace. That's what I wrote down. I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and what does Paul tell us to focus on? Um, Philippians 4, verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts or focus on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. This is Liz Longworth. Some of you will know her. She gave me permission to share this little story with you. I remember um, several years ago speaking to her 
um, when their family was in the midst of earthquake drama. They were in uh, the red zone, and uh, they were possibly the last family left in their street in the end. Is that me making noises? Just, there we go, there we go. Um, and they were just having troubles with their insurance company, you know, all that stuff. And it was, for them, it was like um, just everything was crashing in on them, you know, and um, just so much pressure. I remember her telling me that the stress was intolerable, and there was just one thing that got her through that time, and it was Psalm 23. Um, this is what she wrote to me um, this week. I emailed her this week, and um, she said to me, Psalm 23 is definitely my go-to scripture when times are tough. I've been known to pin it up at my desk and recite it to myself many times. Many, many times, she says, in the course of a day. I'm very remiss about memorizing scripture, but this is one passage I do know by heart. She, um, she said that at one time she decided she was going to paraphrase it as well, just, just to express it in her own words. And here, here's her paraphrase of Psalm 23. God is my protector and my provider. He gives me rest, invites reflection, and brings restoration when I'm tired, stressed, and burdened. He shows me the right way to go and how to make wise decisions that will honor him. I have no need to fear because his discipline, strength, and support are always there for me and for my good. He blesses me with good things. He comforts me with love and mercy throughout my life and promises me eternal salvation. So in the midst of that dark time, that psalm was like a candle that would not go out. You know? It would not go out. And she, she clung to it, and she spoke it to herself, and she declared it out loud. She was completely focused on the truth that was in that beautiful psalm. And um, that was a season, but eventually they moved into a new season, a much happier season of their life. We can choose what to focus on. It may be one thing, or it may be many small things. But don't focus on your troubles. There will always be troubles, but focus on Jesus and on his goodness. And you will find that even in those dark times, God is ready and willing to help bring your life into perfect focus. So that's point number one. Night singing can bring your life into perfect focus. All right, moving along. Night singing can bring a beautiful intimacy with God. I, I love the word intimacy because the word intimacy sounds like into me see, which is what it is. It perfectly describes it. And to me, intimacy is the essence of my relationship with God because when I choose to trust him and invite him to into me see, I discover that God actually accepts me and he loves me. I imagine intimacy is opening my heart wide to someone so that everything is in full view. Hmm? There's actually, it's actually a very vulnerable position to be in, you know, to be wide open with everything in view, all your feelings, all your hurts, uh, just everything that's there. Um, and it's, it's especially true since for a true intimacy to happen, you need both people to be prepared to open their hearts to each other. And if things go, don't go well, then you could risk being hurt. 
So what about intimacy with God? What about intimacy with God? We can open our heart to God, but would God open his heart to us and make himself vulnerable to us? Is that even possible? I would say yes, and he actually did it first. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Do you know at the cross, Jesus was tortured. He was mocked. People ripped out his beard and stuff like that. He was stripped of his clothes. He was naked. People were walking past looking at him. He was stripped of all vestiges of human dignity. I would suggest that that was about as into me see as you can get. And what was it that was most visible to those who had eyes to see? Love. So you can trust Jesus. So can you trust Jesus enough to open your heart to him, to share with him your burdens and your fears and your insecurities? You can. No matter what is in your heart or weighing heavily upon it, I want to tell you this morning, you can trust Jesus with it. Listen to what Jesus says about himself in Matthew 11. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There are two, briefly, there are two wonderful things about intimacy with God. Firstly, in my experience, intimacy with God is the sweetest and most beautiful thing that you can know. Secondly, once your heart is open wide to God, it becomes very easy and very natural to, um, to do exactly what Paul says in Philippians 4 verse 6, which is about to come up here. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. I just We used to have this little song, I used to do children's ministry, and there's this little song... And I can't tell you how many times I've sung the song. It goes, don't worry about anything. It says, pray, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, don't worry, pray. (laughs) Well, I don't do children's ministry anymore, but I still sing that song to myself. Because as soon as I start feeling stressed, I, I literally do what this says. I sing that and then I think, right. Tell God what I need. And I just, I go, Lord, I need this. I need somebody to give me that idea. I need this, this to happen. I need you to relieve me of this, I, whatever. It is. I just tell God what I need, and then I thank him. I just thank him for whatever I can think of to thank him. And it works. It works. I've tested this over and over and over. I've tested it in the last week. It works. It's just a simple thing. Tell God what you need, and don't forget to thank him then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that's point two. Night singing can bring a beautiful intimacy with God. Finally, my third point, night singing is worship, and it's precious to God. What's the first thing that comes into your mind when I say worship? I suspect that for many of you, it is expressing love and adoration to God through singing. I worked out that on a really good week, 
I spend just over half of 1% of my waking hours worshipping God through song. So if singing was the only way to worship God, that would mean that for 99.4% of my waking hours, I, I not, would not be worshipping God. But, um, but I believe, and I really love this idea, that it's possible to live a whole life of worship and actually to worship God with 100% of my time. Because when everything you do is basically your humble and grateful response to God's love and grace, that's worship. It's not so much what you do, it's, it's why you do it. It's your motivation. So you see, worship can be expressed in so many different ways, in serving, in obedience, in your work, in, in expressions of thankfulness, in perseverance and grateful hope, in the way we love people and treat them with dignity. You know, when you love somebody because you know that God loves them, that's, that's worship. Yeah. And, and you know, Jesus said that whatsoever you do to the least of these, you're doing it to me. So that person that you find it hard to talk to or you, you, you can't be bothered or they're difficult, you know, you can actually worship God because that person is like, as Jesus, you know? Treat them with dignity and honor and you're, you're actually worshiping God. It's a really awesome thing. And as well as those things, we can express worship in night singing because when in the midst of distress we choose to turn to God, we're really saying to God, I trust you above all else. I trust you. I need you. And I believe in you. And I'm going to put my hope in your love and in your goodness despite my circumstances. So night singing is so much more than just crying out to God in your moment of need. It's really a beautiful expression of worship that God finds incredibly precious. Here's something I believe. I believe that worship is the antidote to worry. You can't worry and worship at the same time. You have to choose. And if you choose to live a life of worship, you're really choosing to live a life of joy and peace. I'm not saying that you'll never have hard times, but peace will be your bodyguard. And joy will never be far away. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. Might try that tonight. So there's my three points. Night singing can bring your life into perfect focus. Night singing can bring a beautiful intimacy with God. And night singing is worship and it's precious to God. The band can come up now. You'll notice on the stage that there are two buckets. One of them over here is the worry bucket. It's full of rocks. Over here, there is the Jesus bucket. That name sort of barks like a dog, really, but there it is. That's the Jesus bucket. So um, I'd like to make two invitations to you. It's, it just says we're singing this next song. It's a beautiful song of worship. I love this song. Just love it. Perhaps there are particular worries or burdens that are weighing you down at the moment. If there are, I invite you during the song to come down and to take um, 
a stone out of the worry bucket to represent that burden or that worry or whatever it is that's on your life. And I invite you to come, oh, not up here, just down, just down along the front here, and just give it to Jesus. Yep. It's, it's you saying, I'm not going to carry these burdens all by myself anymore. I'm going to hand them over to Jesus and keep trusting him to work at all things for good for me. Okay, so if you want to do that, you can just do that while we're singing. Just grab a rock and just, in your, in your, in your heart, in your mind, just, just hand that worry over to him. Yep. Secondly, there are people here for whom worrying is a lifelong habit. You worry about everything, even when there's nothing to worry about. Some people are just wired up that way, and God loves you very much. But today I want to invite you to start a new habit. Your new habit is described in Philippians 4 verse 6. From now on, I'm not going to worry about anything. Instead, it's easy to say, isn't it? But it's, it's a habit. It's, it's an intention. It's an aspiration. Instead, I'm going to pray about everything. I'm going to tell God what I need and thank Him for all the things He has done and doing. So if that's you, if you're a warrior, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Put... <laughs> thank you, thank you, this wonderful timing. I was just going to say, if you've got lots of worries, just take one rock to represent all of those worries. <laughs> Perfect. Some of you probably need more than one bucket, I think. Anyway, make it to you, for you to be like a declaration to make this new habit in your life. And finally, um, there may be some here and you're thinking, you know, I really, um, I don't know God this way. All this talk of intimacy and worship and peace. Um, and I would like to find out more. And if, if you would like to do that, then just as a, as a sort of a way of just getting your legs out of the seat and kind of setting that emotion, I invite you just to take a rock to signify your intention that you're going to start to pursue Jesus. Drop it in the bucket there and you're welcome to come and see me or John or any of these lovely people here that, that are at the front or anywhere and just pursue that. But let this be like a little declaration. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue Jesus because I, I, want, I want him. I want him in my life and I need him. All right. That's it. Thank you everybody for listening. And uh, let's just worship with this beautiful song. Thanks, Simon. Why don't